with the educated opinion on topics of all varieties. Yo, it's your boy Bubba, and you are listening to Bubba's Banter. Yo, what's good, Josh, your motherfucking boy? I ain't got to say no names right, but I am anyways. It's your boy Bubba, and you are listening to... Bubba's banter. I hope you guys are living well, feeling well. I am back. Um, yes, Pride Month was um a uh let me start off with that. Pride Month was a very uh live month. I feel like I could stop drinking for about two months now, but I got a little left in me. So um, <laughs> I got a lot of feedback from the the Pride episodes. Uh thank you guys for, you know, sharing, subscribing, listening to the episodes. A lot of people loved my episode with Cecil. That was a really deep uh episode. Um I'm actually going to do some follow follow up questions from that episode because I got a lot of feedback from that one, like tons and tons and tons of um, DMs and questions about uh, Cecil and stuff like that. So. Um, yeah, so thank you guys for listening to that show. I really, I really dig that show. Out of, I think out of my whole entire season, I probably will say that's my top ten in my top ten. So we'll see. Um, but yeah, guys, you know what it is. Um, you know where to follow me at, right? Which is uh, Bubba's Banter Podcast. Uh, Bubba's Banter Podcast on TikTok. Now I have a TikTok for my my page. Um, also follow me on my personal, which is the Real Doc Dre. Um, so yeah. Also, y'all already know what I'm about to say. Y'all already know what i'm about to say <sighs> go get them bear skin underwear y'all i'm telling you um they just dropped out the uh the new watermelon print um uh underwear and they're fucking cute I, like i really really love these ones like they are really fucking cute and they're like summer fun type of underwear so i think you should go out and get these ones um if you use my promo code bubba you will get 15 percent off in your order guys remember they were designed with the big man in mind all right so I got a recurring guest. I always got recurring guests. <laughs> um, I'm gonna go ahead and bring my boy Jared in and let him speak to the people. What's up, bro? How you doing? Hey, how you feeling? How you, doing? how you doing, man? Pretty good. You know, trying to deal with this heat. But... Yeah, it's fucking hot. It's fucking yeah. hot. Like very, He's very. Not a very friend hot. to the yeah. to the bigger guys. Exactly. <laughs> like I'm doing this show right now in my room with the AC off so i'm like okay <laughs> i gotta i gotta press through it or i'm not gonna press through it but you know i gotta get this show done because oh, i need yeah, to turn this fucking sure. ac on um, <laughs> i just can't wait to the day i i'm like i can afford enough to get a studio and i can do this on the studio versus oh, yeah. doing it in my fucking room with exactly, my, pride, with my yeah. pride flag behind me oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> shout out to my niece she made that but um nice. Anyways, uh, I want to play a little game with you. Actually, first okay. off, introduce yourself to the people because I think you got to reintroduce yourself to the folks. You was on my show before, but like, yeah. So uh, my name is Jared, and uh, from the Bay Area, grew up in Oregon. Uh, yeah, and I have my own business. I do leather work. Uh, I would say mostly kink stuff, but you know, I kind of do it all. So yeah, it's not necessarily just that, but yeah. Yeah, and it's good, y'all. I got a pair of suspenders from him. So I yeah, go check them out. <laughs> They're really dope. Um, so I want to play this little game called What's Your Ick? I found this on Twitter. I was on, on Twitter and I saw a bunch of people retweeting this and saying what their ick is and so if people don't know what an ick is it's something that like kind of like turns you off pretty much basic 
exactly in the words of ick you know um so you want to start off or you want me to start off uh why don't you go ahead and go first okay okay <laughs> So my ick is okay. So <laughs> this is going to be problematic to talk about because my therapist is going to probably see this or hear it and be like, "Oh my god, oh my god, oh my fucking god." Um, but like recently, I've so I was dating someone for a little bit, and now I'm kind of back on the market already, like quickly. Uh, and so I'm kind of like, you know, my hookups game is just strong. Like I just been, <laughs> I just yeah. been powering through sex. Like just fucking, 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 <laughs> and not really caring. I mean, not really caring who I fuck in a sense. Um, and I told myself I would stop doing this, but like hooking up with like straight dudes or like married straight guys, like all that shit. And I mean, yeah. I know it's, this is toxic, so <laughs> but <laughs> I'm letting y'all into a piece of my life right now. Um, but like, it, it's one of those things where it's just like. I don't really give a fuck. Like, if we're not, like, I'm not trying to marry you or date you or, like, like you. I just want to get what I want to get and you go away. And and did I just say fucking? I'm not fucking straight dudes. Just hooking up with them, I should say. So, that's where I want to start. Is that a lot of straight or married dudes always want me to fuck them. And it's the nastiest thing to me. Because I know for a fact that they don't know the process of cleaning out. Like, I know... I know for a fact that it's like, bro, like Some unwashed ass, <laughs> you unwashed ass. Like I know for a fact, like all I want to do is hang out, suck your dick, you go home or whatever. I don't want to be like close buddies or best friends or anything like that. I just want to give you some oral attention because that gets me off and you go home or whatever. Like we don't need to hang out and have like conversation or anything like that. No, I right. don't want to explore things with you sexually. I just want this and you go home. Like, like and that's simply how it is. And I always get the dudes like, well, I want you to fuck me. And I'm like, no, bro. I know your booty hole's brown. Like, I know yeah. for a fact. Like, I know yeah. for a fucking fact that it's brown. And it's not It's not going to be a good thing. So, yeah, and I've, I've watched, like, videos on, like, TikTok of, like, people interviewing, like, straight guys and asking them, like, oh, like, how, when you shower, um, do you, like, wash your whole body how do you wash it and stuff like that dude almost all the straight guys were like oh you're supposed to clean yourself down there and it's like yes like what and they're like well water gets you know down there when you're showering i'm like that's not clean (laughs) that's not clean like (laughs) it's <laughs> not clean like there's this girl named Sukiana and the song pound town and she'd be like talking about how her her man want to turn around and and she gonna eat his ass and i'm like girl no you're not gonna eat none oh, of them dear. boys asses because yeah. they all dirty like yeah like no like no you're not gonna eat their ass girl they booty hole is really brown like you're not finna, oh, yeah, you're not sure. really finna eat no ass but yeah that's one of my icks because just straight guys asking top bottom. Yeah. The bottom. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty. Yeah. I wouldn't trust that. I wouldn't trust them. I wouldn't trust their process of cleaning. And I'm not going to teach you that. Like, that's another thing, too. Like, I'm not going to teach you that. Like, I mean, I guess in certain cases, but like, but like, if I know this is just a hookup and there's nothing other than that, like, I'm not going to be your, I'm not going to be your sensei, teach you how to (laughs) clean yourself down there. Right. I mean, why are you going to put all that extra effort for like, you know, quick hookup yeah 
yeah, Google. So, Google's your best. Exactly. Word. Yeah. <laughs> There's plenty of videos out there now. Huh? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but what's your ick? Oh, man. Um, I would say kind of like what you said as far as less about straight guys, but just any guys. And you're just, you know, you just want to hook up. Yeah. Right? You kind of have that understanding. It might just be a one time thing. Mm-hmm. You know, that's cool with me. Um, I think the biggest thing is for me is getting too like romantic with it, I guess. You know, where yeah. they're just like, you know, let's cuddle and do all that. and it's like, well, you know, I mean Exactly. You're trying like you said, you're just trying to get in get yeah. off you're done right yeah, yeah you're, you're done but you know there's a lot of guys that need extra attention i guess yeah. and, i mean here's the thing i'm not gonna like you know dump on them and just be like nah you know you guys are losers or whatever but i just don't think that's like the right thing that you want to be doing or i don't know putting that expectation out for a guy for yeah. like, a one night stand. like that's so much pressure exactly like yeah. you should already know what it is like that's why one of the things i try to do is I try to make clear, transparent, let me say clear again, clear <laughs> communication when <laughs> right. it comes to exactly what I want as far yeah, as yeah. sex goes. Like, I hate when people get on the, when they get on the apps and like, oh, I'm looking to cuddle or blah, blah, blah. And then they message you when you put out an ad, like, hey, I'm looking to suck dick or I'm looking to fuck. And yeah. they message you like, oh my God, you have a nice dick. And it's like, okay, do you just want to suck my dick? Oh yeah, I want to suck your dick and like cuddle. No. I just said I want to get my dick sucked. Like, yeah, it's just I made a rant a, a couple of days ago about how like sometimes I'll be on the little hookup apps like Sniffies and shit, and I will post something like, oh, like you know, um, I'll post a like an ad like, oh, I'm looking for blah 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 blah, and I'll have like the opposite of what I'm actually looking for consistently hitting me up. Like, <laughs> I'll I'll like for instance I'll make an ad like, oh, looking for 38 plus daddy bear you know blah 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 bald head bearded masculine whatever and then i'll get like the most like 18 year olds or twinkish little oh my god daddy have a nice dick and i'm like bro i just said i'm looking for a daddy why are you calling me daddy like leave me alone like can i like have my and i and uh, and what i will say granted i understand some people do not read the ads or they don't necessarily read you know the profile i understand that but like at the same time like i know you had to read the ad a little bit i know you didn't just look at the dick yeah because most you have to go through like the profile to then get to the picture yeah yeah and those little tiny tiny icons like you're not gonna like my dick is nice but it ain't like oh my god from the tiny (laughs) (laughs) it's like oh my god mandingo dick like no like i'm happy for my size but come on bro and it's just i hate when they do that so much on those fucking apps and it's just like i be wanting to delete them sometimes just because of it like that's why i'm like man i just can't wait like until i find the one so i don't have to be on that much as, as much and i can delete yeah. them like and like if i go out of town like oh i hop on you know because i honestly think yeah. i honestly, obviously think that i probably will end up in an open relationship because i just feel like who i am and how i operate like it just seems right. like it would fit me more than being monogamous um, yeah, I mean, it's it's a journey, I would say. Yeah. But I think that it's, I think most people, whether they want to believe it or not, are not monogamous, you know what I mean? Uh, especially, like, I would say in the gay world, oh, yeah. right, that I'm 
in most of the time. Um, but I mean, even I would say even in the straight world, right? Yeah. I have plenty of straight friends or my friends or whatever. And it just doesn't always work out that way. I mean, it, it's hard to think that you're going to find someone that they're going to hit every single, single box, right? Of mm-hmm. what you like, what you want to do. Like that's kind of shitty for you to put that expectation on them or for them to put that expectation on you, right? Because yeah. if you don't like to do some things, you just don't like to do it. Yeah. I was having a conversation with a friend who's bisexual actually, and he's in a monogamous relationship with a woman. And I'm like, how? Yeah. How, bro? Like you're, I mean, I know she sees it. She knows you have a Twitter, but like, she doesn't want it, want you to do anything. And it's like, why are you with her? And I know right. why he is because, I mean, he's an older bisexual man. Um, right. He has kids with his kids are probably about the same age as me or, or around the same age. Okay. <laughs> and so they come from that, you know, that generational thing about marriage. And it just yeah. sucks being a bisexual man wanting to crave getting fucked and all this stuff. And you're like holding right. out because you're married to somebody who doesn't want you to do that stuff. And it's okay exactly. with you being bi, but don't want you to experiment any of those things. Exactly. And that's where it's just like, oh, what's the point? <laughs> yeah. And then I think that's where like a lot of the cheating comes from. You know yep. what I mean? Like they're not openly communicating with each other exactly and then therefore one of them ends up cheating I mean, exactly just happens, right you know but yeah that that's tough and as far as like the even the like going back to like ick stuff is like um the other one that gets me is when you're on the apps and like you know most of the time you're not like if you're on the app you're not like ready to go you yeah. know what i mean and a lot of people get on there and like you might have a conversation with them like once right let's say and then the next time you see them uh on the app they'll like hit you up and be like oh or like like right now like like oh i could just you know right in this <laughs> Like, dude, like, okay, relax. Like, like no. chill, 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 chill. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll uh, let's plan this, right? I mean, I can't just like drop whatever I'm doing. Exactly. Uh, and, and I think that's one of the ones too is being like rushed almost. Yeah. I'm like, I, I, I just lose interest and I'm like, nah, I'm not even going to talk to you anymore. Like, yeah, I hate that shit too. Like, I hate like people assume they see me on the apps. Like, oh, he's looking, and I'm like, well, sometimes I'm just browsing, and maybe yeah, I'm just yeah. talking to someone, having a conversation, and setting something up with that person. Like, yeah. I may not be necessarily looking just at the moment, and if I am, you know, maybe I'm not. Maybe you're not the the, the one that I want right now. And exactly. I and I'll say that politely in a way where it doesn't sound like I'm trying to use you. Like, I'm not trying to like make you feel like you know. um, I'll sit you over here and then come back to you later type of ordeal because I know that shit right. sucks. Like I've been in situations like that too before where like I hit hit this guy up to hook up. He's like, Oh, you know, I'm busy today. And then I saw him at the ego. He's fucking some getting fucked in the bathroom. I'm like, what the fuck? And I'm getting like, jealous about it. Yeah. And I'm like, Whoa, wait, Dre, like you can't, you can't get jealous over somebody. That's their body. Like, yeah, maybe you just don't have the right piece right now. You know, like let him do his thing. Like, you know, um, yeah. but the petty person in me is always like, okay, bitch, it's going to come back oh, around. Yeah. And then they ask me to hit me up and I'm like, oh no. And then I like end up at an orgy or at the ego or at the ego or something, <laughs> that, or something where they're at, where their sex act- activities happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I won't give it to them. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I mean, that's just a petty, pettiness person in me. But um, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's crazy stuff. It's just, the apps are just, I, I I'm sorry to get off on a tangent 
tangent because I know we got a lot of shit to talk about tonight. But like yeah. those fucking apps are really toxic, like in a sense where, and this is my last thing I want to say, those apps are really toxic in a way because I feel like you find the most weirdest people on those fucking apps, especially Sniffies. Sniffies is starting to become really tragic to even be on because yeah. all they do is argue in the goddamn ad sections. Um don't get me in no judgment. I'm about to say this, and I probably shouldn't because I know somebody gonna get mad at me. But the drug usage on Sniffies is just scary oh, for me. Like, yeah. I, and I'm sorry to say, but I don't want to hook up with people like are partying and all that stuff. Like, that's just not my thing. And like, you can yeah. do that over there, and I'm not no judgment. But like, yeah, don't get mad at me when I say I don't want it. You know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, they have to. Uh, it's kind of funny because yeah, I mean, they have to respect your choices yeah. too. I mean, you're not. You know, you're not going like, oh, well, what are you like a drug addict? And you're not, yeah. you're not shitting on them, right? Yeah. So they can't then turn around and shit on you for being like, I just, I'm not into that. Like, yeah. What do you want me to do? Right? Just not into that. Yeah, yeah, and I get that too. That there is a lot of that, uh, but for me, I would say that apps and all of that stuff having i mean bro i'm pushing i'm gonna be 40 here pretty soon so um i grew up in a time when there wasn't really apps you yeah. know what i mean uh so it's kind of still i've gotten used to it but yeah. it's still weird to me you know what i mean like right. people put them like out there like so easily yeah uh, and then just the the stuff they say and just how they act it's like i didn't grow up in in a world as a kid with like the internet necessarily right I yeah mean, you had to have like money to have the internet at that time right exactly <laughs> and we didn't have that kind of money so we didn't have the internet not until i'd say i was closer to like 18 uh-huh. um that that all was kind of but you know there's a lot of these these people younger people now that that's all they know right yeah so they're putting like their whole life out there and i'm like dog like we don't need to hear all of that right, right? i like, think relax. i think what you're saying because i agree on that because i mean being someone who like sometimes i'll look at my profile and i'm like shit what do i need to say on there to like make people talk to me you know what do i yeah. need to and i think social media itself like is social media the internet all that the apps all that shit is like a mind control thing and I think a lot of times um, when it comes to the dating thing is like okay or the apps in general whether it's Tinder Bumble uh scruff whatever people say things on those apps to make people like them or want to swipe left or right or whatever swap whatever which way it is right yeah i think it's right yeah whatever just <laughs> <laughs> swipe right on them and to like make make a match you know and then you chat with them um and i think a lot of the social media apps are now even like facebook facebook dating like there's so many yeah. like websites now that are doing the dating thing because it's such a monetary gain for them and oh, yeah. something to, to do to keep people locked in and so people especially those who are like hopeless romantics you know they'd be locked in and they you know will get so addicted to this app and then it get to a point where they start getting real desperate and start paying for shit oh you got yeah. five hidden matches won't you pay $20 and you'll see who all the matches you are and it's a whole bunch of bots or ugly people that you're not oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. like 
like, sure, yeah, like yeah. it's just so you know i think a lot of times the, the reason why people put themselves out there so much on those apps is because they want people to like them they want to match with people and they want to make connections so desperately that they make themselves so vulnerable on the internet which yeah. they got to understand that that's not really appreciated as much right it's actually looked at you're kind of looked at as crazy to a degree yeah because, I mean, yeah. the other thing, too, though, about putting themselves out there is, like, uh, I've encountered people, like, in the past of talking to them on the app and, you know, super cool conversation, hit it off, you know, everything. And then, and this is not just, like, apps, let's say. It's, like, everything, right? Uh-huh. People act a certain way on the uh-huh. internet. Cold and switching. then when you see them in person, <laughs> completely different person. Code switching right? at its finest. That's and I'm just like... Like, what yeah. are you doing? Like, you know, and, and it happens and it just doesn't happen with, you know, it happens in every community. Yeah. You know I mean, like, you know, we're, if we're talking specifically about apps and, you know, the gay world, I would say a lot of gay men do that. Right. Yeah. It's like you'll talk to them and you'll think like, oh, if I ever see them in person, it's going to be chill. Right. right. It's going to be cool. We're going to be able to talk, nope. whatever. Nope. You see them out and it's just like, hey. they don't even know who you are. <laughs> they don't know who they you are. They don't even say, hey. Yeah. yeah. They always say, they don't even say, hey, they just look at you like, yeah, like you can't look like, like, yeah, and then you'll just kind of be like, oh, hey, or something, right? Are you gonna fuck us? Yeah, are you gonna fuck us? Yeah, you don't want to be all like super aggressive either, right? Where you're just like, hey, what's up? And then just start. So you kind of like try to ease in and just like, oh, hey, or whatever. And even if you wave at them, yeah, they'll do the whole thing of like, oh my God, like, oh, did he see me? Like, what's going on? And I'm like, dude, like, we talk. Like, what's the big deal? Like, I mean, yeah, we talk online. Not scary. Yeah, <laughs> it's weird. But anyways, y'all, um, let's get onto this entertainment topic. So the only topic we have tonight is Damian Lillard's trade, and I had to talk about this because you know I'm from Portland, Oregon. Um, I'm not the biggest <laughs> Blazer fan. I will say this, but I love Damian Lillard. Um, I think he is great, and I'm so happy that he is. I'm so happy he did this. I don't know where yeah. he's gonna go, but I'm so happy he did this because I just feel like my man has been sitting here wasting his time for a long 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 time and then like just sitting on the internet watching the fans get so fucking mad it it feels like lebron all over again when he left oh, yeah. cleveland the first time yeah. and they started burning his jerseys and shit like <laughs> like this is the same oh 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 he leaving the grind oh he leaving the grind no he's leaving because he wants to get a championship he knows that the clock is ticking for him yeah like, I mean, he knows that be- I think they said he's going to be 32 this coming yeah. up season. So it's like, yeah, that's not old in just like regular terms, right? Yeah. It's still very young. But in their profession, in their sport, 32 is like old. Old, right? yeah. Yeah. And so injuries. He has, injuries. Yeah, he probably has solid, you know, if he takes care of himself, he could probably go close to 40. I mean, Chris Paul is what, 39? Yeah. So. I mean, he's old, but, um, you know, he might be able to make it. But the way he was treated and was expected to play in Portland, it was yep. just, it, his body was going to fail sooner than later. You Bro. Know? And, and it's just, it wasn't, like you said, it's not fair to him. I mean, he gave the city everything he could. Yep. He tried to get that uh team the franchise to be like you know bring in more people and i get it it's a small market so you know not a lot of people like 
like if they had the choice from L.A. or Portland, they're going to go to L.A., right? Yeah. I mean, who doesn't want to be in L.A.? As, I mean, if you're in that, right. you know, uh, type of business, right? right. Uh, but I would say even though it's a smart market, you know, I mean, a lot of people liked it. You know, right. a lot of the players did. So they could have lured them, but I don't think that management wanted to spend that kind of money. They didn't. That's And, and the thing is, too, man, it's just like, I think for me, it's just more so of like, the fans in a way because it's like you're so in denial of like what this man had to go through like yeah. you've seen if you've been to the games and seen how much he had to work and really pull the team up like the times that we've been in the playoffs it was him I mean yeah. come on like let's keep it real like like it just felt like <laughs> this is probably wrong to say but it just felt like he was a slave for the Blazers like I I mean, I mean, that's just in the way the fans treated him. Like the oh, way yeah. the fans are treating him is like y'all mad that he ran away from <laughs> from Massa yeah. House. Like, that, like that's what it felt well, like. Yeah, and you, you know, that's the problem I think in sports in general. Yeah, is you have a lot of these. I mean, shit. Like I would say basketball, football, um, and even baseball. Although baseball, you could say is more white, but yeah. there's a lot of Latin people there. It's, yeah. Baseball. So I would say baseball and then soccer. Yeah. I would say that they're the most diverse. Yeah. Um, and they just kind of treat the players like, you know, oh, they got this big contract, so you know, I'm gonna expect them to do like give their life for for, for this yeah. team. And it's like that's not how that works, man. It's like you have to look at it, it's a business, right? Right. I mean, it's a like, business. At your, yeah, at your job, if they give you a raise and they go, All right, dude, now jump off this business are you gonna just be like oh, i'm gonna give my life to it i mean fuck right oh. gotta respect the grind <laughs> like, no. respect the grind yeah yeah i was like get out of here it's like right. you can't expect them yeah they're making millions of dollars but you know the amount of effort and time that they put into their craft that's what people don't see they right? don't they see, that. see that the game that's right game. and injuries can happen at any time I have to say that again oh, yeah. injuries can happen at any time and fuck a person's career up instantly yeah. so just yeah. imagine if he did stay and just get injured and could never play basketball again right. like he wasted his whole entire career in Portland right and, and Portland should that. know and Portland should know something about that because I mean uh, what was it uh, Brandon Roy Greg, Greg Odin and Brandon Roy they yeah. both <laughs> were like expected to be the saviors of you know yep. the play and they got hurt and they're screwed. Yeah. That's it. You know, and that Greg Oden has. I already knew Greg Oden. I shouldn't even say this because I don't want to get sued. But <laughs> Greg Oden, <laughs> Greg Oden, I used to see him out every motherfucking weekend. So I knew at, at some point, like, okay, they going to let him go because, yeah. like, he out every weekend. He chilling. Yeah, he yeah. at parties. He throwing parties. The Greg Oden party, blah, blah, blah. This is that. Like, this nigga yeah. partying more than he playing. What's going on? <laughs> like, yeah, nah, it's, bro. It's, I, I would figure, I mean, it would be hard for you as, because uh, a lot of them are still kind of like either in their late teens to like early 20s to have that kind of money yeah. and then to, you know, be let loose, right? Uh-huh. And, dude, you're going to do some crazy stuff, right? Yeah, he has some money. He can't afford Crazy money, money right? Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's crazy. I think that, um, so having, uh, you know, because I was born and spent time in the Bay Area, I'm a Warriors fan. But also because I lived here, I do like 
like the Blazers. Yeah. You know, even though I, when they play the Warriors, I got to cheer for the Warriors. So, yeah. I, I mean, I'm a Joe Blazers <laughs> fan. I was, yeah. <laughs> I'm a Joe Blazers fan. Like, I'll yeah, be real. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. Rashi Wallace, all the other like, Wallace was my favorite. Yeah. Dude. He was so That's great. when I used to really watch the Blazers. Like, I yeah. remember when I met him, like, I met him twice. Oh, nice. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. That, that, they were, they're, I mean, they're, it's a fun team to watch. You yeah. Know? And it's such a small market. We don't have anything else here in Oregon, right? right. Professional, right? right? So, that's, you know, it. And that's, it's great. I mean, I, I like the team, but I don't know. I just felt bad for him. Like, they, they, you see all these other teams, you know, doing whatever they doing can whatever to they surround can. their superstars, right? With other, either stars or really good players. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like they did. Did, just didn't care. They, yeah, they're like, we'll give you money, but that's we'll that's give fine. you, yeah, beat up old players. But yeah, <laughs> and what's crazy is like, it's not like their owner is like poor either. Exactly. Exactly. Like, yeah, I'm like, you guys have a ton of money. Like, spend money. Exactly. You know, everybody I'm else like, is. The fans, y'all anger is displaced. Y'all need to yeah. push it towards the owners. Yeah. Like, yeah. He. I mean, he did everything he could. He tried, you know, and then, and not only that, but the, the, the best, the second option he had in McCullough, they tossed his ass out. Yeah. Okay? Like, what I'm the like, fuck? Well, yeah. I'm like, well, I mean, instead of, you know, getting him traded, you guys should have kept him and then got more players in. But, you know, I don't know what they're doing. Exactly. It just seems like they don't know what they're doing. I think is the problem as a team. They don't. Um, but, I mean, we'll see what happens. There's so many rumors. I, I just don't know. I think Portland's going to kind of be assholes like the Blazers are. Yeah. And they're going to be like, we want everything for him, which I get it. I mean, yeah. he's a great player, you know. Yeah. He will change whatever team he goes to. But at the same time, most teams don't have that kind of capital to be like, here's everything for him for a 32 year old player. Like that's crazy. That's crazy. Wow. (laughs) What you think about it? That's crazy. Yeah. Because there was rumors at the time. I mean, even still now, but it ain't going to happen that, um, the Warriors were interested in him to trade for him. Yeah. He's from Oakland, right? So he would want to play with the Warriors. But, you know, it's just, again, they're going to ask for so much that. So much money. Yeah. yeah. So Not we'll happen, see what man. happens. I think Miami's another one he said he wants to go to. Yeah. I heard, I was reading an article, or I was at the gym today and I was looking up at uh, the ESPN. They were saying that yeah. the Blazers was looking for younger players. So they want to look for a team that yeah. has younger players yeah so and i mean that's if you get rid of your super superstar like dane then yeah i mean you kind of have to rebuild at that point yeah but i mean i think they got some good pieces i mean scoot henderson's supposed to be really good so we'll see what happens with the team but you know it all depends on what they get back for for lillard you know that's true that is very true all right y'all so it's time for this good old banter segment yay (laughs) so me and jerry have been talking for months about this about living in the Pacific Northwest as a person of color. And it's just, there's so much to talk about. And I was like, you know what? We should do a podcast about this because I feel like we we we, can, we have experienced this as a black man and a Latino man. Like we can be able to really vent and talk about, you know, what we experience, you know? Right. So, um, 
I want to ask you, what does it feel like being um, a POC in the Pacific Northwest? Not just Portland, but the whole Pacific Northwest. Um... I would say remembering even coming up here as a kid, you know, go, coming from the Bay Area where it's super diverse, like yeah. you hardly see any white kids. In, at least in the elementary school I went to, there was hardly any white kids. Yeah. They were all like, you know, Filipino, Vietnamese, uh, black, Indian, like it's just everybody, right? Yeah. Um, and then we move up here, we moved to Portland first and one got enrolled to the uh, elementary school here dude i was frightened i was so scared because i'm like first the school is different right the schools in california are all kind of outside because nice weather usually and then here it's these big brick you know schools yeah it it scared me dude like it legit scared me where i literally ran like first day of school i showed up before they opened their doors i was so scared i left and went back home and i was like in fourth grade (laughs) i was just like nah i'm not doing this and it was just traumatizing it's just like you know just being in a just a whole different environment and you know during the school season it's dark and cloudy and then so it was just everything kind of factored into that and then just growing up just basically having that bad experience and then kind of growing up in it you know in eugene it was tough i mean i think it was it was still not as diverse i would say as it is now Mm -hmm. i'd say there's more people of color in eugene and even portland um but it was just you always walked around going what are these people people like what do they think about me or what are they saying about me? oh like super I was about insecure to say that oh all the time. I yeah. had that in my head <laughs> yeah super insecure and it was less about it was less about what I personally look like yeah and it was more about what they think, think about you I should look like or should act like yeah. because I got a lot of that in school where it was just like oh well you know oh you're from California like oh what do you like uh your brothers are in a gang or something and, that, yeah. and I'm like bro like what like no we're not even close to being that type of, right. you know family you know I mean it's just it was really weird and so it was for me it was hard at least in school even you know, middle school and high school was to really find a group of people. So I was just kind of friends with everybody. Yeah. You know? And and when I was in middle school and high school, it was always like you had all the Latinos, all the little like cholos and cholas like hanging out over here, yeah. speaking Spanish, you know, kind of doing their own thing. And then you'd have all of like the skater white kids over here yeah. hanging out. And then you'd have all the jocks. And then what was crazy is like, then you had like, you know, t- I mean, in middle school and high school, I seriously, it wasn't even a handful of like black. It yeah. was like very little. So they were in their own little group. And I got, I mean, I understood it. I I understood how, at least for me, I'm not super dark skin. Like even, you know, in the summer I do get a little bit darker, but I could at least say I don't have the same judgment as someone darker, you know, like I have an older brother that's dark. He's like dark, dark. And he always got shit on, always, because he was dark. And so I was just like, I couldn't imagine, you know, they already judge me because I am Mexican, but I couldn't imagine having to be Mexican. And dark. dark 
Yeah. yeah. Because then it's just like, you know, it's just they have all these preconceived things about you. Like, oh, well, you know, they might be dangerous or they're going to do something to you or, you know, they were always super hesitant. I remember a lot of friends that I had, uh, the parents were always like sketched out by me. Like, oh, like, okay, we got to keep an eye on that one, right? Yeah, we don't know mm-hmm. what he's going to do. And it's like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. I'm a good kid. <laughs> I think but, it's crazy. Yeah. That's, oh, that is so crazy. Think about yeah, because and it doesn't like change. Yeah, yeah, getting older, it doesn't change. I mean, I think it's still the same. You know, it just and, amplifies. Yeah, and I was constantly getting pulled over in Eugene for yeah. no reason. Oh, I stay no out of Eugene. I don't drive yeah. to Eugene. <laughs> I'm like, I, I get pulled over. Just I joke about it. I be I get pulled over in Eugene for you know being a Mexican on a freaking Tuesday night. You yeah, know? it's like that's that's the only reason they need to, to pull you over and they'd always like and it wasn't ever a good experience it wasn't like oh you know we're just pulling you over because you have your your back taillights out or something right it was always like harassment you know it was yeah. always like well, what are you doing tonight where are you coming from uh what do you have in the car and, and i was like bro what the f-? like first of all why'd you pull me over right? right and it was always some bullshit reason like oh well we, we noticed that you were going a little too fast or you know <sighs> you were swerving and i was like bro you can test whatever you want I'm right cool. do what you gotta do <laughs> yeah but but that's what it is i mean yeah. even me not being that's and that's why i say i couldn't imagine being like a darker skin color because man i i think those experiences would even be even worse than i had you know yeah and so it just sucks yeah, I think for me, um, it was the same way. Like, I mean, in a sense where, like, I mean, I went to a school. Most of the schools I went to, I'm a Portland native, so most of the schools I went to were all black schools because it was in black right. neighborhoods. So I went to King High, uh, Elementary, Jefferson, and Tubman Middle School, Jefferson High School. I'm also POIC, which is an alternative high school out there. Um, right. And the alternative school was a little more diverse but it was predominantly black um and so even like even at those schools you still had the segregation by um you know cheerleaders the jocks the the weird kids the the gang well the gang members uh uh, you know um the dancers uh shit like that um, yeah. We so we had that, but there's just black people. We had a small percentage of white folks at at most of those schools. Um, so I think for me, experiencing the shit that I experienced a lot here with race, in a sense, is more when I came out as a gay man. Like I dealt with a lot of racism with uh, with regular white people. So I'm not just trying to pick on the gays before anybody say, "Oh my god, you're trying to pick on the gays." <laughs> I already know where that's gonna go. Oh, you're just trying. Sorry, pick on the gays. Um, <laughs> I mean, because I've literally experienced a lot of racial things as a, at a, at a as an adolescent. But like as I got older, again, like I said, you know, racism tends to amplify itself as you get older because you come a little more conscious to it. Because I feel like we deal with racism, you know, consciously, unconsciously on a daily basis. And sometimes we pick and choose which ones we want to deal with and which ones we don't want to deal with. Um, So, like, as a black man, you know, coming out, um, it was very hard for me to make friends. It was very hard for me because I saw the difference between growing up with all these friends that I had, my whole tribe who were all straight. You know, all these people are cool, black. I have some white friends, too, but majority of my my friend group was mostly black. Um, People I grew up with and stuff like that. So it was like I had those friends. But then 
then when I came out, you know, there was like, it was hard to make friends. It was right. really hard to go in certain spaces where I felt comfortable as far as like my type of, I think it's also me too. Cause I feel like there are certain types of guys that I like to go for, I like to go for bears and shit. So right. in those spaces, you didn't see a lot of black people in these, in those spaces. So a few, but you didn't see, you didn't see a lot of them. And so when you go in those spaces, you know, it's not about white people in them. Yeah. Nothing about white people. And they, again, expect you to look a certain way, sound a certain way. And there was a point where I started like really deviating away from me as a black person. And I realized that like I start code switching hard and heavy because I was trying so hard to be desired by these people that didn't really give a fuck about me at all. Like, and it, yeah. it sucked because I, it took me about, I want to say probably year four of me coming out to realize like how much of I was tearing myself away to fit in certain groups, you know, right. to I, feeling like, Oh, I, I got to know this type of music. I got to listen to this. I got to watch this type of shows. I yeah. got to do this. I got to do that to fit in with these people that don't want anything from me, but some BBC. Right. <laughs> like, right. It, right. it sucked so hard. It was a really hard, um, realization that I had to realize. Like one of the things that I realized this story I'm going to tell, and I'm going to describe these people T T and A and E. Yeah. T and M. Sorry. T and M and E. This, I'm going to describe the story. This is, I'm gonna, okay. cause I don't want to use names. So uh-huh. I used to hang out with this, these two dudes, T and M cool okay. dudes. One was, um, Cuban. The others from Macedonia, cool okay. guys, chill with them. They was like my close, my Judy's. They was, I was close as hell with them. And so they were kind of like out there, new people and kicked it with folks. And, um, so one time we, we, they took me to this party and it was a party. This guy, um, he, he threw a party, a big party, and it was, you know, you can invite whoever you want to, blah, blah, blah. So they invited me. So I went with them and we, it was kind of cool. But when I walked in the house, well, I won't say it was kind of cool. It was actually weird. So let me take that back. It wasn't, it wasn't cool. It was weird. So I walked in the house and nothing but white people there. Nothing but white people there. Like, and like a, a, flu, a few speckles of like Mexican guys and Asian guys, but like it was like right. out of out of us, it was like probably a hundred white dudes. Right. And I feel like the Mexican guys and the Latino and the Asian guys were so white passing that they didn't really want to like talk to me because I was right. the black kid. Right, right. <laughs> so which was weird. It was weird. It was an awkward thing, you know. And yeah. so when I got there, he and previously to this, I talked to these guys online on the uh-huh. apps. So like they kind of knew who I was, you know, which was kind of right. weird because when I got there, there was tons of guys that have chatted with on the apps. And like we talked about earlier in the show, how people will see you out and they like don't act like they don't know you and don't want to say hi. That was a, <laughs> yeah. it was a lot of that that night. A lot of yeah. it that night when I walked in the party. And yeah. I was like, this is weird. Like this made me feel uncomfortable. Like, am I ugly in person? Like I was started I was started thinking because I was I came in all cute and shit, fresh haircut, yeah. nice beard trim. I was looking all good and shit, smelling good. So I was thinking like, man, okay, cool. And um as time went on, you know, it kind of sucks because my friends T and M, they kind of like like to socialize a lot, and yeah. T is more aggressive with. He's more popular with the folks, so M was just following T around, and so I was like kind of like the third wheel. So I was sitting on the couch by myself for a while, yeah, yeah. like you know, in my phone and shit. So it's weird. I feel really uncomfortable, and then you know, the host of the party he took me around, showed me around the house and shit, and blah blah blah, and um. 
Honestly, I thought he was trying to take me to his room so he could suck my dick because he'd been saying that he wanted to do that. And yeah, I well. could tell at that moment the party was getting a little sexually attention. Gotcha. Um, so we're walking around. He's showing me the rooms and shit and stuff like that. Um, he opened up. Yeah, so he was trying to have sex with me because he opened up one of the doors and people were in there doing the thing. Yeah. <laughs> but he closed the door <laughs> and then we kept touring. And so we went up to this room where everyone was in there and they were smoking weed in the room. And... Um, you know he introduced me to some guys and this guy was like the dude that he introduced me to was like oh my god pat pat on my head on my oh my head bro what the fuck like like you're like like you're a dog or something what the fuck and it took me it took everything out of my like out of my soul not yeah. to fucking sock this dude in his mouth because oh, yeah. I gave him the evil eyes like bitch like are you serious like yeah and, I, and the dude the host is like hey that's not okay which I was like okay you know he kind of a social justice warrior you know but anyways yeah. um, <laughs> he was like hey that's not okay like that's not cool you know yeah. and the dude would try to apologize for and I was like yeah yeah whatever whatever but like it was just those experiences that I had so much in this community so much where like yeah. I realized I was deviating away from myself so much and then I met a guy online who I was talking to for the longest time he's yeah. he's my gay mama now and I linked up with him and then since then like I just I start putting myself around people who look like me hanging out with people that look like me because they have that understanding of like those social cues those social barriers you know those like those boundaries and things of that sort and just like it was just it was so weird to me that that happened but it's just always been like every time I go in spaces that are predominantly white I always get some type of racial thing happening to me on some on some level and it's weird because I, I again my friend who was just on my show my bro marco he told he was like you know how he lives in atlanta now he was saying how it's always weird being in white spaces especially going back to portland and being in white spaces like i'm not used to people grabbing my hand or touching me and stuff like that because they know like if we're not friends or i didn't come with you or whatever whatever like yeah. you're not touching on me you're not grabbing on me like we don't we already know that in atlanta like that's not we don't do that shit like we don't right you know that's not our thing like you know respect boundaries down here and so it's so weird that like when i go to these white spaces that happens often and he's like and i know for sure that you deal with that shit a lot and i was like i do oh, yeah. like being here in portland like going to the eagle i love the eagle that's my home bar i love uh-huh. the eagle i love the, the owner i love the bartenders all that shit but some people go there and they get too touchy. Like, girl, why are you touching me? I yeah. read so read my social cues, read my body language. Yeah. I don't want you yeah. touching me. Like, why are you doing that? And it's always a white person. Yeah. Always. Yeah. And I would say, like, <laughs> come at me. I don't care, everybody. But hot take. I would say I find a lot of these marginalized groups, you know, gay, uh, whatever. Right. The marginalized groups that have white people in them and not all of them. So not everybody get offended here. Right. Uh, But I have noticed that they love to punch down. Yes. And the whole thing is like, look, man, if you're punching down and denying people certain things or treating them a certain way, you know, a shitty way, obviously, um, or just not being aware of the situation you're in, you know, and just treating everybody with respect, that in turn is going to 
affect them too. Yeah. They don't understand that, that, yeah, okay, yeah, go ahead and shit on these other people, but that's just going to turn around and bite you in the ass, man. Like, it's, you got to learn. You can't just act like an (laughs) asshole. Like, that's just not how it is, you know? Right. And I find that a lot. uh, And it's just not Oregon. It's not just Oregon. Yeah, I found that in any space, in any state. Yeah. um, That they tend to do that a lot. And Mm -hmm. it's just like fucked up, you know? And and, And I've always try to figure out like what is it right is it their privilege right that they don't they might not know any better i mean they do right they do but you know it's like how were they raised you know were they raised with parents that were like that you know but the thing is it's like you can't use that as an excuse all the time right right i mean once you reach a certain age you can't just keep harping on well you know my parents were like that i grew up that way but you can learn to not be that way right right um so yeah that's the biggest thing i think is even here you would think going into a space that everybody is like you as far as like gay or bi or whatever sometimes you walk in and it's if it's all white people i get a little like oh yeah i get a little uncomfortable yeah you get a little uncomfortable because you know something like that's gonna happen kind of like what you said fucking patting oh if someone pat me on the head they'd be dead like no and i was like like oh my god you're like oh my god your hair is soft bitch okay i know my hair is soft but why are you doing this yeah, what did you expect? Like, like what the fuck? Yeah. You're touching it. it, it I, uh, yeah, it was. That was probably. And speaking of, because I I jumped the gun on the questions on the numbers of questions, yeah. I was gonna ask you like, is there something like a story that you can give about being a POC person, you know, or a person of color? Well, I'm saying POC person. That sounds so stupid. Uh, <laughs> POC yeah. and um, white spaces. Like it doesn't matter if it's gay or straight or whatever. Yeah, I mean, I think. A lot of it is like uh here's a good example is like and i know she probably had great intentions right yeah how she was talking to to us because it was me uh my older brother and i have an older sister yeah and we went to a local like uh mexican store here yeah so we're there buying stuff because we're going to barbecue and, you know, minding our own business as we usually do. <laughs> and then here comes this white lady. She's like, oh, my gosh. And we're just like, uh, hello. She's like, oh, my gosh. She goes, first, she goes, oh, the three of you look alike. And we're like, yeah, we're siblings. Like, right? Oh, my God. And then she goes, oh, man. She goes, I'm just so glad I found this place. This place is so amazing. She's like, look at everything this is so cute she goes this is so great oh my gosh and blah 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 and we just kind of like brushed her off because we're just like okay like fuck off right and later i i I, when she left i told my older brother i was just like we should have told her that this isn't a fuck suit yeah so she can't just come in here and pretend like oh oh my gosh oh oh." it's like what is she's gonna do what she's gonna pet us next like what the fuck yeah (laughs) They do too much. They do too much that it makes not only them look weird, but it makes us feel super uncomfortable. You know, 
and I get the effort. It's to, the white guilt. Try though. to sound cool, but don't try that hard. Yeah. It, it ain't gonna it, happen. It's it definitely the white guilt, though. I think that's yeah. a lot of white people's problem. Like I tell my white friends, don't don't bring that shit around me. I don't no. like that. I don't not like white no. guilt. And there's too many of them here in Portland that do that shit. Like, yeah. and particularly in the gay community. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. I love I, I love picking on the gays here sometimes. <laughs> no, hey, they, you know, I've, I've been uh, someone that has spent a lot of time here in that gay community. Hey, they deserve it. Honest, yeah. they deserve it because I feel like they get too much credit, too fucking to much. Be open and you know inclusive, but it's like yeah. they don't. Make the problem shit. is. I don't feel like they try. They don't. I and don't then when they, they do try. try, they go like way, way too hard. Too hard. Yeah. And that's weird. It's it almost weird. like, what? like, yeah. okay, that's weird. Yeah, I, I had someone once around me that we were just, and they were white, obviously. And we, I forgot where we were, but there's this little black girl. She comes, you know, running by. And of course, I'm like, oh, you know, cute kid, whatever, right? right. You know, it's a kid. And of course, my white friend had to take it a step further and be like, oh my gosh you're so cute look at your hair and i'm just like stop i'm like knock it the fuck off man i'm like that's so weird it's so weird yeah it's so weird have you ever heard someone go oh my gosh look at you wow oh my god look at your blue eyes (laughs) it's like look at your pale skin it's like no dude you would feel so weird about that you would feel weird and i I, wish I think it's, stop doing people that. don't do that. Yeah, it, yeah, people don't do that to them, so they don't feel that, right? They don't right. understand how weird and awkward this it's is. Just weird and awkward. Yeah. Um, so now we're we talking about all the bad shit. Like, what is something that you feel like could change in the gay scene here in Portland? Like, as far as like, do we need more inclusive or do we more like, you know, just whatever? Like, what needs to change in order for it to to work? Like, because I feel like the nightlife here is dead. Yeah, dead. Uh, <laughs> I would say they need to stop complaining about it. Yeah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. No, I think here's the thing: is my beef with the gay community and it's not just here in Portland I yeah. dealt with the same thing down in the Bay Area because yeah. they do the same shit now too is they love to complain for example they love to say we don't have any bars here there's nowhere to go here right. this sucks like what happened right and then for example uh, they're opening a new bar, Badlands. Yep. Which used to be, uh, what was the bar before that? Uh, Amber's. Uh, Amber's, right. Yep. Of course, now everybody and their goddamn fucking mom has a goddamn opinion on yeah. how the business should be run, how it should look, and and some are just saying, we ain't even gonna go there because it's not Amber. That's corny. But then, yeah, but then they turn <laughs> around and the next week they're gonna start complaining, we have no gay spaces here, we have no bar, and I'm like, bro, then stop doing that. And like, stop, stop doing that because you have a space yeah. now where you could throw events. Yeah, yeah, you can throw events. And, like, you know, yeah. Here's the thing. Yeah, you can complain and say, okay, the guy that bought the bar, he's not from Portland. Yeah. That does kind of suck. Okay, I get that. But at the same time, at least he's trying. Exactly. Right? At and, least he's trying to bring us something. Exactly. And if you work with him, like, hey, I understand this is what you want. Like, what's, what's, your, what's your idea for how you want your club to be? Um, is it okay if we start throwing these nights here on certain nights of the month? So you right. that's bringing in him money and also right. giving you what you want. Right. 
Like, I don't right. understand it. Like, I think yeah. one of the things that we do need to have here in Portland is a neighborhood. We don't have that. When I was in Seattle for Pride, when I was in Seattle for Pride, I was really jealous because I was like, they have a neighborhood. Like, and it was just yeah. like, it felt more like gay there than it is here. Yeah, and and like most cities, most the big city in the state all have. Yeah, you know, I mean, you think San Francisco? They have the Castro. Right? Yeah, I can't wait. I'm going there at the end of the month, so I can't yeah. wait. <laughs> so and then you have uh, Seattle has their area, Capitol Hill. Yeah. Uh, you know, pretty much every state that I've been to has their little gay yeah. area. And I get it. It doesn't always work where you could have like a whole block of just that. Yeah. But still, you could at least try. I mean, there's so many empty spots everywhere. Yeah. I, I was saying, like, I was talking to a friend of mine about this because I was like, man, that would be cool, like, to start a neighborhood here in Portland. Like, get a group of people yeah. together and, like, hey, let's open up businesses. You can open up a, a winery spot. You can open up a bathhouse you can open up a, a cafe that's for like reading and blah 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 for people you can right. open up a place a gamer spot where you sell games or in, in electronics or whatever you can open up right. a studio that's like photography or whatever like that would be something kind of cool to have you know like a, a, a area for gay folks and not just the gay men but like gay people like yeah, everyone right. that's lgbtq like it's that's what it should be it shouldn't just be for gay men it should just be a whole space for everybody to go out and have fun and like to be able to do shit you know right and i think that's the biggest problem too is there's too much of that too where it's like this space just needs to be gay men that is true and it's like no dude like you gotta include everybody yeah like everybody has to be included. It's like, you, what do you fight for? Yeah. You fight for inclusivity, right. all that kind of stuff. I'm like, so then why are you now banning people from, or just saying like, oh, you can't be here because right. you're lesbian or right. bisexual, you know? And it's like, that's, and that's what not- I'm like. Exactly. That's what I like about the Eagle, though, now, too. It's like, now that it has a new owner, and I'm not trying to trash talk the old owner, but now that it has a new yeah. owner, it, it feels like it's very inclusive. Like, everyone comes there that are just different people, like trans folks, uh, drag queens come in there. It's like, everybody comes in and have fun and celebrate. Right. I mean, and then, you know, the people who are used to the whole, like, the old Eagle, they kind of don't like it, but at the yeah. same time, it's just like... I, I enjoy it like and I think yeah. that honestly the only reason why everyone's flocking to the ego is because everything is closing now I mean yeah. you know everything is starting to leave and it's just like some bars are boring too now like there's some yeah. bars that are just like okay this is too much of this or this is too much and it's just like whatever you like is what you like so people go to certain spots because they like what's at that spot you know right right so yeah so I would just say you know for anybody that lives in Portland I would say give new spots the chance yeah badlands can be the new spot for a barracuda if it's big enough in there like people that whole like whole and shout out to matt beat i'm sorry bro if i shouldn't be talking about this online if you were into it but like (laughs) but like i'm so tired of people on matt's ass about him hosting his party barracuda at bossa nova because of the whole ownership and blah 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 and i was like okay i understand like you guys being mad about that and frustrated about it understand how some people at the other parties i'm not gonna say their names but (laughs) the other people at the other parties like they don't they they're like doing all this virtual signaling about matt and how he's distance and that and blah 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 and 
it's so weird that they're doing this and it's like you don't understand what he probably has to do in order to even right. he can be under a contract for yeah. like a certain right. amount of months to be able right. to like and if he breaks it he has to pay this amount of money a money a month or whatever to this person you don't right. know what this person is going through and then also finding other gay spaces and finding spaces where there's enough parking there's enough people to be able to fit the 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 the, the capacity that's going to be at like you don't understand what goes into that and just because right. you're a party you want to keep moving it from a event place to event place into event place every time something bad happens that's your prerogative that's your yeah. money that's your money yeah. that you're messing with not him like you yeah. have to understand this is his livelihood too like it's just like some sometimes you just gotta take the punches until you know you can punch back and like yeah. that's what people don't understand and not only that i'm always like say it to his face exactly exactly they do it um, online and shit there going, da, 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 yeah. and going off going, going off the... and of course yeah you're gonna listen to you know everybody is they're your friends yeah. so most of them are gonna agree with you so you're yeah. in like this echo chamber right like you're just sniffing your own fart exactly like i was so mad because this part these people were like oh my god i'd rather not go to this party i'd rather i'd rather go to this party because it's more inclusive and it's more this and it's more that you go here is this and it's like bro barracuda has always been the way that it has been for i don't know how long ever since i've been going like like what are you talking about like there's drag queens that show up to barracuda and they have fun there's drag performers at barracuda from time to time but like do you expect the party to be amongst all these people and like every party's not going to be what you want it to be like you can't go into someone's space and think that it's going to be the way you want it to be bro it's just not going to work that way and i wish people would stop doing that like it makes no fucking sense that people go out their way to be like oh my god this party is so stupid because it's not like xyz it's not going to be like xyz it may be fucking abc (laughs) it's it's not for you and that's okay not only that but it's like my thing that I always like think of or tell some people is when they're doing all of that, right? When they're, you know, well, he needs to go to a different location because this guy, whatever the reason is, right? It's like, okay, we'll answer this, right? Where do you shop? Do you shop at Walmart? Oh. Do you go to Starbucks, oh. right? I'm like, do you think that those billionaires give a shit about you? Exactly. And if you look deep into it, they're all donating to uh, anti-LGBT Q plus stuff. They're all, you know, they all hate you. Exactly. So it's like, okay, if that's the case, then you're probably going to just starve and die. Exactly. Because I'm like, dude, everything here is controlled by some fucking asshole billionaire. Exactly. Always. And you know, you can get mad and you can do all of that. Sure, whatever. I'm like, but you got to really understand what you're trying, who, you, who you're trying to fight and who you're affecting, you know, with your words, right? Right. And not only that, but it's like, like what I said, say it to his face. Right. If and you have such a big problem, to. confront him. They're never going to hey. say it. <laughs> but they're not going to do it because they're, they're scared. They're scared. It's it's a, it's a whole bunch of virtual signaling that they're doing because they're probably hurting in the pockets as well. And it's it's so oh, yeah. funny to me how that happens. It's like why why trash somebody else's shit because of your beliefs and how you feel about a certain thing. It doesn't yeah. make sense to me. Like it just doesn't. And and the whole thing about the themes of the party is like it's called Barracuda. It's called right. Barracuda for a reason. It's for right. the bears. It's for like that subculture. And you're welcome. To 
to come and party with us. But understand, sure understand that if if you like if you're a bear and you're like you like bear stuff and or whatever you you submerge yourself in the culture or somewhat, that's what you're going to get. You're going to yeah. get chubby dudes. You're going to get some skinny guys and get chasers in there. All that. That's what you're going to get. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like you can't get mad if you go there and no one wants to hook up with you or talk to you. Like I'm sorry. Like or the people game that, up. yeah, or the people that show up and they're like, oh, gross, fat guy. Yeah. Like what it's do you expect to be event. there? <laughs> exactly. That's like that's. Like, it's just so weird to me. Like I don't yeah. understand why that happens. It's like going to like a party that's catered to like daddies, and you go and they're like, oh my god, so many grandpas. What did yeah, you not? We're all the young guys. What did you expect <laughs> to walk in there and say? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Like what the fuck? Like yeah. weirdos. Like it's just yeah. So I think it's just that. I think it's just that. I think uh, you know. I think as a community. You know, obviously we got to include ourselves. Yeah. But I would say, as a community, I think we just need to do better as far as being nicer to each other, yeah. right? And and just being aware of people. And maybe if you don't understand the way someone grew up or the way someone is, that's cool. But that's where you talk to them about. Exactly. Right? And you're not being weird. You're not being awkward. Yeah. Or you're not making them feel worse than they already feel, right? They, exactly. A lot of these people already feel left out, and then you're just pushing them further away. Right. And it's like, yeah, it, it's just I think as a community in Portland, I think we just need to give everybody and every venue that is for us a chance yeah. before you jump on in and just yeah. start like, oh, fuck that place or that person or whatever. Another thing I will say before I before I get us off here is like, I also feel like I want people to start having accountability for their own wants and needs. Like, if yeah. you have the ability to make things happen, make it happen. Or yeah. or poke poke ideas in some of these promoters' heads about certain things that you want to happen if they don't like it's weird to me how people go to bear like i said they go to barracuda and they have this expectation of what barracuda is supposed to be like and then they don't and they don't have it and then they don't get that or they don't get that expectation and then they judge it and then they try to trash it and it's like it's not for you so why are you like i don't go to this other party i may crack jokes about the other party but i may not i'm not gonna say oh don't go to that party because it's blah 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 i'm gonna say well i don't go to that party because xyz and i'm no i don't feel i'm don't some weirdos over it i don't feel it you know, I may say that. Yeah. I may say that because that's just that's just who I am as a person, and I talk shit. But like, I'm not like, oh, don't go to that party because those people are weird and they this and this and this and that. And it's like, what the fuck? Like, this yeah, is yeah, weird. Yeah, like, and I like I said, I want people to create their own spaces. Like, don't right. don't go into a space trying to change it for what it is. Right. You can't right. do that. You can't. Right. Like, create no, your you own can't. space and invite people to it. Like, yeah. Just, so I think that means that uh, we're gonna create a party for people just like us. Then. Yeah, I'm down. We should honestly. I'm really I know down. we've talked about it. We've yeah, talked about we it talked before. about it. I'm really you down. Know, I honestly, um, I think we need to. I think someone needs to. Right? Yeah. Someone needs to have an event for people like us where we feel comfortable. Right? right. We feel like this party or event is geared towards us. Right? Yeah. Like party I want to have. I want to have not. a '90s party. Like a '90s dance yeah. party, and like yeah. I want it to be themed up with people wearing '90s shit. Doesn't matter, and just nine, like, and we just having fun, regardless if yeah. it's hip hop, pop, whatever. I mean, I want to, I don't want to hear remixes. I want to hear, yeah. you know, as much you as I, hear the song. Yeah, right? as much as yeah. I love house music, I love house music and shit like that, and techno. 
I love all that shit. But like, I want to hear the actual mix of the song. I don't hear right. how how uh, remixes of it and shit. Like, right, right. It's just I wish people can get on board of like finding a way to like you know try to learn how to celebrate us and try to put us out there. And right. I mean, you know, if you got the voice, you, you know, some people just I get on it. You know. Yeah, I would say. Uh, I mean, for anybody listening, if you if you want something like that, I would say definitely hit up. You know, hit you up. I would yeah. say hit you up then yeah. because it's, this is your show. Yeah, so hit you up. I'm down. Then, I'm down to yeah. make an investment. Like, yeah, me too. Because I, I, mean, I really want to have something like this. Like, I would love to have a big an event. And there's new spaces that's going to be opening up. Like, we got um, yeah. down to earth or, or back to earth. I think that's what it's called. It's, you be yeah. local lounge. Uh, right. We got that new place called something music shit. I don't know. I forgot what it was called. Yeah, there's a there's a couple new places for sure. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, it's just all about trying to find the time, the DJ, whoever, the money, investment. Right. Like I, I would love to do that. Even like yeah. getting in touch with people like at old places like CC's and shit. Like if you got to yeah. like trying to figure out how could we have a hip hop night there because they used to have hip hop nights there. Like right. it would be cool to do something like that again and to yeah. get people to go actually go. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Because I think even that, even that, even if it's not, you know, gay, it's just queer people, right? Yeah. I think there's even still a need for that for even straight people. Straight people might yeah. love too because they'll be like, oh, shit, this is the type of music I don't hear normally. Yeah. Yeah. Like you said, you know, dance because music is cool. I do like it, too. Yeah. But enough's enough sometimes. <laughs> exactly. Kinda, I want to actually listen to the song. I, kinda, I, I do kind of get tired of hearing Pots of Pants music. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you get to the point where just like, okay, I do. Like this song been going for seventeen motherfucking minutes. Can we change yeah, it now? Yeah. Like, <laughs> like and I'm not gonna lie. There's been times where I've been at uh, parties and I'm like, oh my god, when is this yeah. song gonna change? Because it's not good. Like DJ, exactly. wrap this shit up. Like, yeah, why yeah. are you still playing this? You see no one dancing. You're supposed to see this. Wrap this shit up and, exactly. and, and like go to the different song. song. Like. Yeah. Well, don't get it yeah but yeah i mean i think it would be super cool and i mean i'd be interested you know and if we get enough people that are interested i i'd say you know let's look into it let's okay see if it's we can do that we can do that all right y'all y'all know what it is i'm at the end of the show um again you guys can follow me on bubba's banter podcast on uh, tiktok and my instagram follow my um Fuck. Oh, follow my Facebook page. I didn't say that the first time. Follow my Facebook page. I love that shit. I use it a lot. Um, which is Bubba's Banter. And then follow my personal, which is the real Doc Dre. Um I'm still working on my website. <laughs> I gotta I told my me and my friend Cecil on my last show, I told him that I was and by like in three months I'm gonna have a team. I need to build a team, like a small team, um, to like help me promote. Um, I need to get my website built. I need to re I need to really put my show self out there the way that I need to put myself out there. I just feel like I haven't been doing it just because I've been like I'll be so fucking busy with trying hard, to go to yeah. the gym, work, this shit is just and then I, I gotta, would say looking into getting an editor. Yeah, there's editor a lot of too. people that do that. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of people that do that, and they would just like boost your, you know, you give them all the keys to all your social media, and they'll yeah. do magic, you know. Yeah, that's what I need to do. I'm yeah. gonna look. That, I'm gonna look into that. Um, but yeah, y'all know what it is. Go get them bare skin underwear. Use my promo code Bubba. You will get 15 percent off in your order. I'm telling you guys, I love uh bare skin. They do not pay me to do this promo. Um, I do this because I actually love the underwear. Um, I have tons and tons and. Tons 
tons of them. Like it's like just if I'm I'm not gonna turn my camera around because my room is a little messy. <laughs> but <laughs> if you if my camera was turned towards my dresser, you would see it's all of them poking out my dresser because I have so many of them at this point. <laughs> um, yeah. I just I love their underwear and they're very diverse and very they push diversity a lot. So um, if you look at a lot of the models and the ambassadors, they're not just fat white guys. There's a mixed group of us. So yeah, and they fit. Yeah, they fit. Yeah, they and fit. they fit. Yeah, they're not like these awkward sizes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh. But you want to give a shout out? You want to put your stuff out there? Yeah, I would just say uh, you could follow me on my personal Instagram. Uh, it should be, let me real quick. I am just Jared Carrasco on there. Oh. Um, it's jcar84. That's my profile. And then uh, you could also follow my business, uh, The Leather Union. I'm pretty much on everything. Yeah, yes. <laughs> I'd say Twitter, you, uh, Instagram, uh, Facebook. I'm kind of on everything. Yeah, uh, I would say Instagram. I post the most, so if you want to see some of the stuff I do, uh, definitely follow me on there. Yay, 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 yay! All right, y'all. Um, I'll see you when this episode come out, and we out.